BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, hello, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Jordan Younger, or I should say, welcome back to the Balanced Blonde podcast. This could be any old podcast that you're listening to. And I wanted to say a couple things. For one, I just saw that four years ago today on this day was the day that I started the Balanced Blonde podcast. I had my dear friend, the founder of Liquid IV, Brandon Cohen, on the podcast for the first episode ever. And it was so special. And I remember Snapchatting about it, putting it all out there into the ethers and just being so extremely excited to connect with you guys in that new way. And at the time I had been blogging for four years and it was so exciting to talk and feel like we're just chatting. And I love writing. Writing is my hub and my bread and butter forever. So you can always find me on the blog. But to be able to talk to you guys and have you hear my voice and really connect deeply and forge these special connections with you guys that now are so strong. And I literally know so many of you by name and even the ones who I don't, because I know many people listen silently. I just feel so connected to all of you and I'm so grateful for you. And there are no words to describe how much I mean that and how much I feel that truly forever and ever. And you guys go deep with me, which is so cool. We can go so deep here. We hit on all topics. We talk about aliens. We talk about channeling. We talk about celestial beings. We also talk about entrepreneurial life. We talk about all the things. And I've been getting deep on the blog lately too. So head over there to read about life being a simulation. And I wanted to host a fun giveaway to celebrate four years of the blog or podcast. Oh my gosh, I can't even, I can't even talk eight years of the blog at this point, four years of the podcast. So to celebrate four years of the podcast, I would love to invite you to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancebond.com and I will choose four winners to receive a TBB water bottle, a Welly water bottle. They're so cute. They're light pink. They're adorable and reusable water bottles are where it's at. And I'll also incorporate some skincare and some CBD into that care package because I have so much stuff here from cleaning out my influencer closet, quote unquote, that's what Jonathan has named it, 
to give away that I always save for these fun opportunities. So rate and review the podcast on iTunes, send in a screenshot to jordanatthebalanceblonde.com and I will choose four winners. So exciting. So today I am super honored to have on the beautiful Helen Hall on the podcast. She's the founder of Blender Bombs. Blender Bombs are so delicious, you guys. You need them in your life. They are smoothie boosters. So they are like these little balls you can eat them on their own or you just pop them in your blender and drink them in your smoothies. They're full of omega-3s, superfoods, cacao, cinnamon. There's so many different flavors. And I was introduced to them about two or three years ago by Winston, who is one of Helen's colleagues. Winston has been part of TBB community for a long time. So she sent me blender bombs and the rest was history. It was a love affair. And Winston came out to LA with Helen and it was so fun. We all got to have dinner together at the Butcher's Daughter the night before this recording. And I love that. First of all, I want to start doing that with my guests more often, but it was me, Helen, Winston, and Jonathan. And it was so fun. I feel like I got to know them on such a deep level. We geeked out on all the things that we mutually love from human design to psychic awakening, to shape-shifting, to entrepreneurial life, to nature and really doing things differently, intermittent fasting, being very plant-forward in our diets and so many other things. And Helen, you guys, she is an entrepreneurial powerhouse. Not only did she start Blender Bombs, but she also has a smoothie bar in Charleston with multiple locations, which is so incredible so cool. She founded the 80-20 market with a friend of hers, and she also is starting a spritzer company. So this girl cannot be stopped. She's a powerhouse and she inspires me to no end. I love her soul so much. So we get into everything. We get into what it's like starting a business, working with your friends, working with your significant other. We talk about intermittent fasting. We talk about her history with orthorexia. We talk about human design and how much it influences everything that she does in the workplace. We talk about animals. I see her face shape shift. It's so cool. And Helen also had lots of good questions for me, which I loved and appreciated so much. And yeah, so I ended up talking a lot in this episode. And I know sometimes people listen and they're like, oh my gosh, the host, she talked so much. So if you feel that way, just know it's because we were in such a good cadence with our conversation. And that's my favorite kind of podcast anyway, is one where we can talk and chat and go back and forth with each other. We got very spiritual and very deep. She cried. I cried a little. I channeled things. It was so special. So thank you to Helen. Thank you to Winston for traveling out to LA to record this with me. I feel so special and I made some lifelong friends in like a 24-hour period. So it's always special when that happens. And before we dive into the episode, I would love to thank our fabulous, fabulous sponsor, Olipop. So who has tried Olipop? They are a healthy soda alternative. And first of all, I have never been a soda drinker. I'm not a soda person. I was not drinking soda as a kid. The only kind of like sparkly beverage that I liked as a child was root beer. So the fact that Olipop has a healthy root beer is so exciting and they have turned me on to the joys of soda. So now I understand why people love soda, except this is such a healthy 
magical, gut-friendly alternative. And you should know that going to drinkolipop.com slash blonde will get you 20% off plus free shipping on their best-selling variety pack. So they have six different flavors. They have root beer, like I said. They have cherry vanilla. I love that one. The cherry vanilla is Jonathan's favorite. They have vintage cola. So nostalgic and delicious. They have orange squeeze, which is so good. And they also have strawberry vanilla, which I like to have um, at the end of a long day. I crack it open as I'm laying in the bath and it's like my actual heaven right now, my treat and my heaven. So they use functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber and botanicals to support your gut microbiome and benefit digestive health. So did you know that 90% of Americans consume more than the USDA's daily recommended added sugar intake, which is 30 grams. Sweetened beverages alone, like soda, are the leading source of added sugars in the American diet. So I'm trying to get all my friends and family switched over to this healthy alternative. So not only do they only have five grams of sugar compared to a typical soda, which has like upwards of 44 grams, and not to mention they are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly, and they have less than eight grams net carbs per can. So they are so confident that you will absolutely love their products that they offer a 100% money-back guarantee for orders placed through their website so you truly have nothing to lose. And we have worked out an exclusive deal for the Balance Bond podcast listeners to receive 20% off plus free shipping on their best-selling variety pack. This is a great way to try all their delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P slash B-L-O-N-D-E. And this discount is only valid for their variety pack. You can also find them at Erewhon, Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Wegmans, etc., and fall in love. You guys will just absolutely love. Tag me on Instagram as always when you try. This is going to become your new favorite thing ever. And now let's dive into this episode with the beautiful Helen Hall. We're finally making this podcast happen. Yeah, we are. Here we are in my little office sitting on the floor with Hudson, with Winston, who is our original connection. So we got to give her all the love. She's OGTBB. Yeah. And she sent me Blender Bond. <laughs> How many years ago? Two or three? Two or three years ago, I became obsessed. Jonathan became obsessed. And now I see you everywhere. I see you in Erewhon. I see you, not you, you, but I see Blender Bomb <laughs> yeah. in Erewhon. I the see same. them all over Instagram. All the bloggers I'm friends with are like, I can't believe you know her, the creator of Blender Bombs. They're so good. So I can't wait to talk to you about all of it. Thank you for saying that. And I remember when Winston and I were in my kitchen in my apartment. This was back when I was rolling the Blender Bombs by hand and we were shipping them out by hand. And I remember Winston being like, you got to follow this girl. She's awesome. So ever since then, I started following you and she was like, we're going to get her to post about Blender Bombs. And when you posted about Blender Bombs, this was two years ago. Oh, we freaked out. We were like, oh my good. And look, now I'm here with you and your cat. And now you're in my home yeah. with Hudson, which is actually the best part. And I think everybody <laughs> I'm honored to be with Hudson. Yes. 
You're a cat whisperer. You fit right in. It's so hard not to touch this cat right now, but I'm going to, I'm going to restrain. The little man. (laughs) So we all went to dinner last night. It was so fun. I love that we did that because it's just nice to get to know each other before we record for the podcast. It is. And I always tell just, especially, you know, people who have a podcast normally also have a presence on Instagram and you get to know their personality. And I can always tell when it's someone who I'll have a relationship with after the podcast. And so it's so fun getting to go to dinner with them the night before and get to know them on a baseline level first. If it's someone I haven't met before, and that's why I'm so glad that we did it. And to meet your hubby, like that I know. was so special. We had so much fun with you guys. Yeah, it was just nice to be out and about for the first time in so long. Yeah, I mean we've kind of gone to restaurants, but it's just been a funky year. Yeah, as you know, as and everybody that place knows, was good. The butcher's we, I wouldn't daughter. have heard of it if it wasn't for you. Yeah, so I'm it was glad so we good. did that. The kale Caesar. Will happen again. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So let's start from the beginning a little bit and hear about your life, where you grew up and what you wanted to be when you grew up. Yeah. So I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia in the city. And then I went to school. I went to the University of South Carolina for college. And then after that, moved to Charleston. So I'm still currently in Charleston. So coast to coast right now. And I went to school with a fashion degree, which oh, wow. it sounds like, oh, wow, you're so fashionable. But we have to remember that this was in the state of South Carolina, uh-huh. <laughs> where like um, fashion is a different state of mind there. Right. What's it like there? I don't know. It's a lot of the same, the same, super, super colorful, super preppy, Winston, super preppy, love her to death, but that's not my style. She's from Alabama. Yeah, she is. Roll Tide. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I've always been very edgy and I like to do the exact opposite of whatever the trend is. And I like to always push it a step further and take it a step further. And sometimes I look back on what I used to wear and I'm like, what the heck am I thinking wearing that? That is so weird. But that's just how I've always been. Mm-hmm. I'm learning though. I love that. <laughs> you let your personality shine through your clothes. Yeah, Your shoes are so cool. Thanks. You're They're wearing so those comfortable. last night. I think I kicked yes. them a hundred times. Wait, what is this? So this is, there's um a slit in the sole of my shoes. You guys can't see it, but the shoes are Robert Clergerie and allows you to walk easier. So oh. when I say I buy a pair of these every summer and they're the only shoes I wear during the summer, these and tennis shoes, that's it. That's so cool. They yeah. look so comfy. We got to get you some. Absolutely. So you went to school for fashion. How did you start to transition into the fitness and the wellness world? Yeah. So I um, gained a bunch of weight when I was in college just because I wasn't exercising anymore. I wasn't taking care of myself. I knew absolutely nothing about nutrition or calories or plants. I mean, my whole life, I just ate what I wanted or what my parents cooked for me, which was delicious Southern food, right? And then when I went to college, I kept eating the same way and I stopped exercising. So I gained weight. I My acne was out of control. I was not feeling healthy. And so then I started trying to take my health back into my own hands. And it was kind of that rabbit hole that we all go through of looking on, on the internet, learning about what's healthy, what's not. And after about three years of some deep research and talking to different physicians, I fell in love with plant forward eating. So Mm -hmm. I did the same thing as you. I went completely vegan for a while. I tried it out. It wasn't for me because it was restrictive. And I did definitely have some form of orthorexia, which is what you had too. Yes, we can definitely (laughs) talk about the orthorexia. Yeah, because I was scared of dairy. I was scared of meat and all this stuff. And I 
I still am super plant forward, but I follow what I call 80-20. So I just try to make sure that 80% of what I put in my body is whole food plant-based. Plant forward is a really good way to be. It's so interesting because I was so diehard vegan when I first started my blog seven years ago at this point, which is so wild, seven and a half, almost eight. And then I wasn't vegan for a while. Now I am again. But what I always tell people is A, listen to your body and B, just incorporate more plants. More plants is where it's at. It doesn't have to be rigid or dogmatic. You don't have to judge anyone or count calories or anything like that. So I'm curious to hear more about your journey and how you found balance with food and how you got healthy again after that experience. Yeah. Well, we can fast forward through the two years of me trying every single restrictive diet under the sun and then failing because we all know that restrictive diets failed, but I tried it all. And then I kind of settled on this 80-20 lifestyle. It was probably more 90-10 when I was trying to lose weight, but 90% whole plant-based foods. So nuts, seeds, legumes, fruits, veggies, whole grains were included in there, which a lot of people don't know. So like potatoes and you know, carbs, very carb heavy, but then low in oils and low in added fats and low in cheese, low in meat. And um, now it's more 80-20 just because I'm not actively looking at my weight at all. But when I was trying to lose weight, it was way more plant-focused. And I had intense chocolate cravings every night. So it was like, I was thinking about chocolate all the time, but I was still thinking about cookie cake. And that's when I went to my physician and I said, excuse me, Carl, or whatever his name was, <laughs> Matt, I don't know. Why am I always craving sweets at night? And he was like, I mean, at its core, you're not giving yourself enough nutrients during the day. And so you're craving something else. And he gave me a list of nuts and seeds to start having every day. And so every morning before I went to work or my internship at the time, because I was in college, I would open up you know, 12 different bags of nuts and seeds, so chia seed, hemp seed, flax seed, walnut, pecan, date, almonds, et cetera, et cetera, and put it in my smoothie. And I was able to do that because at the time I was in college, so I had 20 minutes to make my smoothie. And then when I got into the real world, I realized I didn't have the time to do that. So that is kind of how blender bombs were born. So once I started having that smoothie every single day, my chocolate cravings went away because I was adding cacao powder into my smoothie. So I was getting that chocolate in a pure way. And then after about a week of having that cacao peanut butter smoothie, I did not have those chocolate cravings. It was mind blowing. And that's when I fell in love with health and nutrition because I realized it can change your body, it can change your binge eating habits. It can change your um, you know, cravings. As long as you couple it with a healthy mindset and balance, It's it was something I felt passionate about sharing with other people. Yeah, I love that. I totally feel you. I'm such a chocolate person. I love chocolate. I'm addicted to chocolate, but it's never good when you're having those intense cravings that feel like an addiction that never feels healthy. And restricting, of course, is never good. So it sounds like you found the perfect way to balance that all out. Yeah. So you started doing that. How did it go from opening all the different bags of nuts and pouring them into the smoothies to creating what you have now, which are blender bombs, your fantastic creation of bite-sized amazingness for smoothies? Yes. So I have always developed a passion for health and fitness ever since my senior year of uh, college when I kind of nailed it down, right? But I never thought about pursuing a career in it at all. Um, I tried the corporate world out and <laughs> that lasted three months. I got fired from that job very quickly. And then what job? Um, I was a, the, like a broker for an insurance company and big corporate 
company. So the employees would talk to me and I would talk to the insurance company. And I was fired because I was on the phone with this lady one day. It was my third month being in the in the job. And she was yelling at me about something that the insurance company did. And I was just like, excuse me, ma'am, let me put you on hold. And I looked at my coworker and <laughs> I said, this woman is being such a bitch. And I didn't have the woman on hold. Oh no. And 30% of the calls get listened to. So I told on myself because I was so nervous uh-huh. and then they fired me. So that blessing, was a low. Blessing in disguise. Yeah. Blessing in disguise. disguise. So I went home figured out, um, noticed that in my spare time and before bed, I was researching recipes and exercises. So then I pursued my personal training license, became a personal trainer, saw that my clients you know, could exercise all they wanted, but they really struggled with food. So I started rolling the blender bombs for them and um, started having them implement the blender bombs and saw what a difference it made in their eating habits. And then word of mouth spread like wildfire wildfire. It wasn't wildfire, but word of mouth spread in Charleston. Right. And, you know, their friends started buying blender bombs, uh, their coworkers. I felt like a drug dealer from my apartment. People would text me and be like, Hey, I'm going to pick up some bombs. And they'd been by me and I'd leave it on my porch. And it was like that for the first three to six months. And we got a commercial kitchen and then eventually mass production. And that all happened within a year. Wow. So how many years ago was that? That was April of 2017 is when I first started. And we launched the legitimate packaging. Was it January 2019? So we've been... Wow. Yeah. It was that recent. Yeah. It's been... I think the coolest thing is that the, the industry standard customer retention rate is about 20% with food and 25% with CBD, which is the highest customer retention rate. Mm -hmm. Food is 17 to 20%. And then Blender Bombs, we have over 50% customer retention rate because the product works. It does work. It does work. And once you get used to it, you do not want to run out of those things. Let me tell you. And I think it because we also couple it with that plant-forward lifestyle. So it's not, if someone wants to keep, you know, their routine that wasn't serving them the same and then just implement a Blender Bomb smoothie or a Blender Bomb oatmeal bowl or Blender Bomb yogurt parfait, nothing would change. So it's kind of that, have that blender bomb smoothie that contains every essential amino acid, fatty acid, or oatmeal bowl, yogurt, whatever, and then just try to add more plants into your diet. And that combination is what's magic. But that's something that you know, but a lot of other people don't know. Right. Absolutely. So I'm curious if you kept training your personal training clients during this time or how long it took you to transition into doing this full time. That's a really good question. I think it was either somewhere between like three and six months for me to go full time. That's but pretty I did quick. never I never meant for it to be a full time job at all. Like uh I wasn't making a penny off the blender bombs for the first few months because I was just doing it to you know, as a perk of working with me for personal training. And then I realized that I was actually losing money. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I increased the price a little bit and then I had to increase the price a little bit later to make it full time. And then um, the price has been the same ever since. But yeah, somewhere between three and six months. That's very quick. And now your team has grown yeah, to about, I think friend. you said seven people. Yes. Your best friends, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of Jonathan, by the way, because he has had a similar experience where he hired all of his best friends since middle school. And it's such a fun thing to watch because it's so rare to be able to work with the people that you love and that you're so close to. So how has that building a team and being a leader, how's that been and what have you learned? I have learned so much and I've definitely made a lot of mistakes with it. Um, But 
So my first, the first person I started working with full time is my now fiance. So he was my boyfriend at the time. And it was awesome when it was just us two at first, like everything was smooth sailing. There was no issue, no competition. No one had to be in charge because it was just the two of us. Right. And then when we started hiring more people, it, it was like kind of confusing because I was still in charge. It was my business, but he's super alpha too. And he wanted to be in charge and we had to learn. And it was, I mean, we were fighting all the time. Like I thought we were going to break up over it. But um, we worked through it. And now I kind of handle marketing and e-commerce and new product development and HR and customer service. And he handles, you know, the Whole Foods distribution and Airwan and retail and logistics and all that uh, left brain stuff. Right. Wait, all what's the logistics. left brain versus right brain again? I think left brain is creative, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's the right brain guy, mm-hmm. even though he's also super creative. And then working with friends, that's never really been an issue, you know, because if you spend a third of your life working and then the people that you're hiring also spend a third of their life working, I don't know. I probably spend half my life working. Right. But, um, me too. Yeah. But we love it. It doesn't feel like work. So working with people that you love, as long as, as long as you're serving them as much as they're serving you, it hasn't ever been an issue. And now, like you were saying, People are so much more progressive in their leadership styles, especially now that COVID, people have to work from home. I really think that'll help people's work-life balance a lot more if companies can stay up to date with that. Mm-hmm. And read that book, Let My People Go Surfing. There's a lot of resources like that that kind of talk about these new types of leadership styles that don't keep you tied to a desk. So hopefully the world's changing and more people will start working with their friends and their family. Right. You know, I you work so. with your mom. I do. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. I love working How with my is mom. That? It's so fun. I mean, it was just time in my business to have an assistant. And I had had an assist I had had many assistants in the past. First I had interns and then I had assistants. And there was a period of time where I had a lot of employees when I had my apparel line, TBB Apparel. I don't know if you remember that. And I had business partners. We had employees, a whole operation going on. And it was quickly something I realized just wasn't for me for many reasons. Because um, I think I was saying this to you last night, but I'm all about like the podcast and writing and connecting with people, but being a leader of a team is not really how I roll. Um, perhaps if it was the perfect team, but it's yeah. a lot of stress for me to think about others in that way. I would wake up, think about them and feel so much stress. Yeah. And um, so it was just me for a while. And then I was very overwhelmed. I think it was like two and a half years ago and it was time to find some help. <laughs> And I was talking to my mom and I was like, you know what? We talk all day, every day. We start texting the second I wake up. We talk all day long. You should be my assistant and start helping me with work. And it's so cool because she's been able to learn so many things and she enjoys it. And I trust her more than I trust anyone. And I also have the energetic space to talk to my mom all day long, which I don't actually have that with a lot of people because I am so sensitive, such a reflector. I'm very social, but I'm very introverted. So my mom does all of my emails, which is amazing. I think a lot of people don't know that she's my mom because we go by her maiden name there, Jane Spector. And people realize it pretty, you know, after we work together for a while, certain brands, they'll be like, wait, your mom's name is Jane. Does that mean that Jane is your mom? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, exactly. 
And we have brands all the time be like, where did you find Jane? Jane she's is like 10 out of 10. so good at what she does. She's so responsive immediately. She really um, cares for you. She like yes, definitely has your best interests at and heart. And she's so <laughs> kind to people because she's not jaded by like the email culture of our generation you know, which is crazy. So yeah, she has a lot of fun with it. I have a lot of fun with it. She's one of my best friends. So I couldn't imagine it being a more perfect partnership. And my dad does my finances. So we are all an in-house family. (laughs) I would say my dad and I butt heads way more, um, but that's just because we're both reflectors. We're the the nature of the game. Exactly. So, you know, I, I totally get it. When you're working with people that you're close to, it just makes life so good. It does. And you, I saw the way that your eyes lit up when you were talking about the nice messages that you get, how it is so important um, for us or for anyone who has their own business to receive those types of messages, especially as a projector, like we're fueled on that. But is it reflectors are like that too? Or anyone, um, any human I think we is, all but. are, but reflectors definitely. I, I like to know who's impacted by what I'm saying. Otherwise, it's just me talking to a microphone <laughs> that's connected to this computer. But you never really know who's on the other side until they tell you. Yeah, and that was, Winston was funny last night or this morning. She was like, I feel weird. You know, I was telling Jordan that I knew all this stuff about her and like, I didn't want to creep her out or freak her out. And I was like, Winston, she puts all this out there with the hopes that people are taking something from it. No, she would not be serving herself if she wasn't serving you guys. So that's so true. It's my favorite thing to hear. So you like when people say hi to you on the streets and stuff. Oh, I love when people say hi to me. And I hear that all the time. Like the stuff you were saying to me last night, like, this is so weird, but I know about your family. And I'm always like, this isn't weird. This is what I spend all my time doing is sharing with people in hopes that they receive it and they care. So when they do, it's like, yes, we're friends from all over the world, even if we haven't met yet. And it's so cool. And then I get messages and you probably do too from people saying, I saw you today at Erewhon, but I didn't want to bother you. <laughs> all and I'm like, are you kidding? I'm not an A-list celebrity. Like, please come say hi. This- I'm, a, I'm a Z-list. <laughs> right. This happens, you know, every so often and it's so exciting. I mean, in LA, it happens every day, which is the cool thing. That's and so funny. And for you, funny. probably in Charleston. Oh yeah, definitely in Charleston, but mm-hmm. in LA, I mean, not, no, never. <laughs> well, we're going to get your presence on the West Coast. Yeah, we are. To be big, big and strong. Thanks, ma'am. Yeah. We hope so. There's so much potential here. I mean, if if you look at the maps of where we have, we have a good presence, there's nothing on the West Coast. Right. And I'm going to spend a lot of time here. That's why we're going to take the RV trip back over to the West Coast you and just to. network with people. And it's so fun. And everyone here is so health conscious. That's why the blender bombs, I think, would would be a great addition to the West Coast. We're Absolutely. slow movers on the Southeast when it comes to health. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sure. That's why, that's why I still live here. <laughs> it makes life easy to be in this health conscious town. It does. So let's talk about intermittent fasting because I know that that really helped you a lot when you were losing weight after gaining some weight in college. Intermittent fasting has helped me so much. Um, So yeah, tell us all about it. We learned all about your fasting, your 17-day fast. But intermittent fasting for me really, really helped with learning my hunger cues. So before I was in the routine of wake up, eat, and then two hours later, snack, two hours later, eat, two hours later, snack, two hours later, eat. And I never really let my body adjust to my own hunger cues. And so I never did the type of intermittent fasting where you push through 
hunger. So I never got to a point like that, but I just learned that naturally, you know, I wouldn't be hungry until 10 o'clock and then maybe the next day it wouldn't be till 11 o'clock or maybe the next day it would be 7 a.m., maybe the next day 12 a.m. But it always ended up being that 8-12 kind of window. And then there's a lot of people out there you've seen where they are worried about it affecting your hormones and and things like that. But from the physicians that I've talked to, if you aren't pushing through your hunger cues like in in an absurd way, then it shouldn't affect your hormones negatively at all. So it's kind of when you get to a point where you're where you're starving yourself, of course it's going to affect you. But I've never ever felt like I was doing anything unhealthy with intermittent fasting. So it varies day by day. And also technically, you know, almond milk or oat milk or soy milk does break your fast, but I I don't do count it anyway. that towards my fast. I do <laughs> <Me> it anyway. <laughs> Coffee with oat milk every morning. And people say celery juice breaks your fast. And it but does. It does technically if you're going based off the science. Yeah. But I think you have to go based off like of rules, how your body remember? feels. We do not abide no. by rules. We do not follow any rules. So how many hours typically do you fast? Wow. It has been so many years since I thought about it. But I, I try to post what I eat in a day four or five times a week on my Instagram story. And I normally don't eat until between 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. On average, 11 a.m. is when I start eating. But honestly, it's whenever I'm hungry. And I always break my fast with either a Blender Mom smoothie or the oatmeal bowls. Or bowls. <laughs> the Blender Mom oatmeal bowls or like a, a cashew yogurt parfait, something like Yum. that. But I always have the Blender Bomb to break my fast if I can. Obviously, right. in LA, I didn't bring them because I was, you know, it was 5 a.m. But yeah. <laughs> normally I do. Exactly. We could go buy them in Airline. I might have to, even though we're getting out of here at 10 30 oh, so p.m. True. Oh yeah, you guys are kind Take of taking a red, red eye. eye. That's gonna be but intermittent late. fasting. I love it, and it really does help with weight loss. And I disagree with a lot of people out there who say that it can be harmful. I think everything is healthy in moderation, I and think so um, too. as long as your body it responds well to it, and you're not in any pain whatsoever, I don't see the issue. I totally agree. When it comes to the hormonal question, when it when it gets into intermittent fasting, because I've tried everything. Yeah. I did keto for a while and that actually really messed with my hormones. Me too, girl. Yeah. Bad. And that was intermittent fasting plus trying to be in ketosis. And Oof. I did that for probably about six months, but I was so diehard. I drank a keto powder every day to stay <laughs> in ketosis. I was eating super high fat not plant-based. It was all eggs and bacon and steak. <laughs> like who was I? This was I not don't know. How many years the ago was Jordan that? that you guys know now? This was um, 2016, I okay. want to say. Um, yeah. Right before I started dating Jonathan, all time low with my with my health. We've all and, done it. <laughs> yeah. Because I had been vegan previously. Gotcha. And um I was just swinging that pendulum the other way because I think as a reflector in this world and you soak in everybody's energy, I just needed to see what it was all about, what yeah. people were saying. This is what works. Yeah. Um, Do you know so what I, was really weird when I did keto? I you know, lost weight. Obviously, you lose a lot of fat when you're on right. keto, but I had like the fat around on my stomach was not going away. It's like all my fat went to my stomach. So I was tiny everywhere else, but then my stomach held fat. And I, after doing more research and talking to physicians about it, I realized it's because I was stressing my body so much that it was holding on to every ounce of fat around my organs. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's not healthy at all. 
I was just very heavy, like from my body <laughs> style, very heavy. I was not feeling myself. That's when I was training for the LA marathon and ran the marathon. So you'd think I would be strong and fit and lean, but I was the exact opposite, which is how I know. Another reason how I know that plant-based, plant-forward is- It tells about your husband's so, experience with that too. Yeah. Um, it, it's That's how I know that it works for me because people ask me all the time, I think every day somebody's like, why plant-based? Like, it's not good for you. And, you know, people, people hear, still ask you that. People hear what they hear on the internet every day. Someone wants to know, even wow. if they ask in a very innocent way. And beyond the science, beyond the reasons for the environment and the animals and things I've learned from doctors, I know that I feel best in my body when I'm plant-based because I was keto. And I was paleo We've all and tried I it did all. eat a lot of meat and I know what it did to my hormones, to my body, to my skin, to my gut health, to my mood. It to was all digestion. not good. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, with Jonathan, cause he brought that up. Jonathan went plant-based this year and he is an athlete extraordinaire. He does Ironmans. He does marathons. He, even when he's not training for anything, he works out every day. He was born with an eight pack. Like he's so lucky. <laughs> Must be nice. Because yes, because I could work out till the end of my life, and I just don't. I would never have a six pack, but that's okay. That's yeah, not my whatever. goal. Um, and yeah, he's been plant based for the year. He feels amazing. He gets a ton of protein. Always eating beans, legumes, vegan burgers. Those are his thing. His delicious vegan food of and choice. He said when he did his marathon, he noticed or. Yes. What was it? He he did a marathon when he was raw, fully wow, raw. Fully and raw. That just goes to show he's one of those people who can kind of thrive off of mostly anything. <laughs> I envy him His in generator that way. energy. Yes. Yeah. He's such a generator. He was fully raw at that time. And yeah, he was so strong. Did his best marathon time. He didn't even train for that marathon. And Winston's like, she's a runner. Oh yeah, you get it. So he didn't train at all. He's like, I'm just going to do it. He was raw and he finished the whole thing, broke all of his PRs and stuff. And his friends who had trained (laughs) did not finish the marathon. And so we're just like, okay, this guy was meant to be an athlete. And yeah, it's been inspiring and fun to be plant-based together. Would you ever go raw? I did go raw. Like, that's why I said I've tried everything. I was raw in a way that I thought was healthy, but wasn't really healthy looking back. Yeah. When I mostly just ate bananas. Um, <laughs> I lived in New York and I followed these vegan YouTubers who were all about- Fully raw Christina. I love fully raw we Christina. We met her on our team trip to Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. She ate dinner with us. She's a very special person. So We kind. had dinner with her in Bali. So oh. she's all around the world. She's well, now so we got to eat dinner in Mexico together. Yes. Um, but no, these other vegan YouTubers who um, who would promote kind of more unhealthy things. But then I went raw when I was in Bali by myself for almost a month. And I felt amazing. Yeah. I felt incredible. I bet the food there too. It's just, it has a lot more nutrients probably than it what does. we're stuck with here. It really, really does. It doesn't have that transit time that mm-hmm. our grocery store food has. For sure. So what would like a typical day in the life of meals be like for you? Right now? Yeah. Okay. So I, because it's getting colder, I do oatmeal 
oatmeal bowls. <laughs> it's a hard thing to say. Word. It's a hard thing to say. Overnight oatmeal bowls. Uh, I love that brand, Mush. Their overnight oats oh, are delicious. So I have so many in my fridge. Yes, and the founder of that company is super sweet. Oh. But um, I'll do the oatmeal bowl with a blender bomb, some of our granola and the bomb drizzle, and obviously a bunch of fruit. But I like to mash up a ripe banana and mix it in the oatmeal. Yeah, That's a secret trick that tastes so good. And then a couple or a few hours later, probably four hours later, I'll have a snack, whatever's in my fridge. It's normally leftovers. (laughs) And then for dinner, it's super carb heavy. So it's either rice or pasta of some sort or like a pizza with a a very clean crust. There's a place in Charleston called The Obstinate Daughter and all their flowers imported from Italy. And we talked about this last night, but my eczema will get flared up by certain things. And if I have super certain breads, my eczema will flare up instantly. But when I eat their pizza crust, it does not, there's no inflammation because it's so clean. It's imported. And so I try to do, because I don't eat meat um, and I occasionally eat cheese, but not too often. But because of that, I eat super high carb and I'm so happy that way. <laughs> I eat super high carb too. I couldn't I'm do anything else. i about the carbs. Yes. And low fat. I kind of yep. heard you saying that when you were on the low Skinny oils, Confidential podcast. Like that. I don't eat oil. Yeah, girl. I think I had some at dinner last night, but, but like for two years, I did not touch oil. I wouldn't even eat at a restaurant. But now, but that was when I was very sick. I love so, that though. Yeah, I was very dedicated. I don't love that you were sick, but I love that you thrived on no oil. Yeah, no oil and low oil is the way to be for sure. Yeah, it's that just, I, you know, put it in my 20% or whatever my percent is of the day, but a little oil with your fruits and with your veggies is totally fine. You got to have it to cook, Mm -hmm. but if you're having some oil with mostly veggies, then it's all good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But that's the day. And then I do, I'll drink alcohol maybe like two days a week. I like Negronis, Mm. but I do probably three months of the year. I go completely alcohol free and I feel so good that way. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. I saw that you're starting a spritzer company. Yes. Is that alcohol? Yes. So tell us about alcohol. So that is another thing I think is trending more and more as our generation and especially the generation below us. If you look at the stats, a lot of them don't drink, you know, um, But our alcohol, it's a spritzer. So it's a wine-based spritzer. Everything's organic. And you know about this, but we don't use any natural flavors. We use organic flavors because there's really nothing natural about natural flavors. If you dive into it, this is a really weird fact. (laughs) So estrogen makes flavors taste a lot more potent than they are. So in natural flavors, a ton of natural flavors have... uh, like anal glands from animals in them because they're super, super high in estrogen. And it's just horrifying. Yeah. And it makes the flavors taste a lot stronger than they are. So if you listen to that, how I built this guy Raz with the the Spindrift founder, he talks, they originally had natural flavors in all the Spindrifts and then they took them out for reasons like that. So I try to stay away from natural flavors too, but the spritzer company, it's called Tipsy Spritzers. And we're going to be launching at the beginning of this year. And it's wine, Reverse osmosis water, the wine's organic, organic flavors, a little bit of monk fruit, and some organic juice concentrate. So it'll that be good. so good. 6% alcohol. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I try to stay 
low alcohol as much as I yeah. can. <laughs> well, it's good balance. You're 80-20. Yeah. Yeah. You're all about the 80-20 life. Yeah. That's me. I love that. I'm going to have to bring that to my friend's bachelorettes next year. Absolutely. I don't drink. I haven't drank in a couple of years, but they do. And yeah. they will be very excited. And I love that. And we're going to have a tipsy water too, which is going to oh, be good. fun. And that is going to be, I think, like 2 or 3% alcohol. Oh, cool. But that's probably what Maybe I'll Maybe I could handle that. Maybe. Or like Maybe. you don't have to, you know? True. That is so true. And you stick with what's working for you because it's working. It is working. Yeah. Yes. You and Melissa Wood. Yeah, I Alcohol know. Free. We really <laughs> hit it off about that because it's not inspiring, drink, to be just, honest. Thank you. It is something where I have a lot of friends who will say, I really want to stop drinking alcohol. And it's people like you and Melissa who are so many, they're your role, model, role models for so many people that I can't imagine how many people you've transformed to be alcohol free. I bet you you get DMs all the time. I do. Yeah, I do. And And I wouldn't be surprised if one day I'm alcohol free. Yeah, (laughs) I could see you moving in that direction. Yeah. If you're you're hoping to drink like a 1% or 3% alcohol, like you're saying, it's... I just hit that point in my life where intuitively I just didn't want to drink anymore. And I know Melissa said the same thing. And it was cool actually for me to see her do it too, because... Um, there just aren't a lot of people who don't drink just because they don't want to drink. Mm-hmm. It's not that we had an alcohol problem. I had the health problems, but I'm getting healthier now and I still don't want to drink. So yeah, it doesn't serve you. just got to go off your intuition. I know. I really think I'll get there in a few years. I and could then see I'll, that. And then mm-hmm. I'll just have a tipsy seltzer and it'll be 0% alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Please create that. I we will. That. I could bring that to parties, yeah. weddings. That would be my thing. No, I don't know why I'd say the word tipsy in it, but maybe we'll put ashwagandha in it instead. Good idea. <laughs> or CBD. Yeah. yeah. You'll think of the perfect name. <laughs> or THC. I don't know. Ooh, that would be fun. I would love that. Me too. And uh, there's something else that... I was thinking about when we were talking about alcohol, but I forget what it was. Maybe it'll come to me. It'll come to you. Yeah. So we we do need to talk about human design because you are so into human design. You're writing a book on human design. Yes. I'm obsessed with human design. I'm assisting with the book on human design. Yeah, you're assisting with it. It's Ellie's thoughts. So let's talk about human design. I know you really use it when it comes to leading your team. And I think that's so innovative and new. Human design changed my life. It changed my entire way of thinking. And I'm very lucky that I came across human design early in the start of my business because I don't think that my business, especially not my team, would be where we are today without using that as a founding principle of the way that we work. But I was introduced to human design by a girl named Ellie Richter, who I'm writing the book with. And, you know, full transparency, it's mostly her thoughts that are going in the book. And then I'm doing a lot of the relatability. So making this human design book relatable to people who aren't in that world yet, or who haven't been introduced to the concept of human design, just to make it very clear and understandable. So be on the lookout for that in the next two years. But she introduced me to human design. She was my life coach. And I knew right away, like had that strong gut feeling, especially because I'm a splenic projector. I knew that 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 human design was for me and that I had to use it. And so I started studying it more and I just started relating it more to my relationship and to business, to my friendships. And now we use it with hiring. So once we hire someone, we take their human design and we kind of like formulate their position and their roles and what they're supposed to handle based on their human design. And most of the time, it's very accurate. Uh, Winston, who's sitting in the room with us, she's our art director and she's a manifester and she cannot be controlled at all. So we're pretty, we're extremely hands-off with her. And then, but we're also very collaborative with her. And then 
it's also funny because the first five people that we hired without this, we hired them before human design. They were all projectors. So I'm a projector. My fiance is a projector. Casey's a projector. Madeline's a projector. That's so and then cool. a couple other people were. But now I'm like, oh shit, everyone's a projector. Everyone's supposed to be bossing each other around. <laughs> Seriously. So, and so many non-energy beings. We could sit in a room for hours and not talk. Uh-huh. And it was awesome. Yeah. And just awesome. work, work, work. And then Winston, the Energizer Bunny came along. and <laughs> Yes. Well, everybody needs that. You need that to play off of. Yes. Because us non-energy beings, we need to ride that energy wave of the manifestors, the generators, the manifesting generators. I truly love it. I don't know many people who I've introduced human design to who haven't fallen in love with it. I also have never met anybody who is not insanely spot on to their human design. I mean, never once. Like I do everybody who comes on the podcast if they don't already know their human design. And I start telling them like, this is your digestion profile. This is your environment, all this stuff, which you can find on Jenna's new yes, site, which is her. so cool. And they're like, wait, that's literally me. That's literally the way I digest food. Like, how did you know that? I'm like, because this stuff never lies. It's never it off. If so, if you were to describe human design in like one to three sentences, how would you describe it? So I would describe it as an energy type that is similar to astrology, but goes so much deeper and helps you understand your best strategies for making decisions in career, love, relationships, work, basically how you, how you approach the world and how the world sees you. Yep. And yeah. And I know it's connected to so many other things too. And it's, it is such a hard thing to describe, How which is why we're writing it? a book. Um, it took me, someone asked me this question, uh, a Q&A a couple of weeks ago, and I like wrote down probably six different answers and chicken scratched everything. And what I kind of na- uh, nailed down was, it is your strategy of living, but it's how you were born when you were born. It's like you at your core when you were born before you had any sort of outside influence. How you work, how you sleep, how you live, how you eat, how you be yourself before any outside influence is what human design is. So it does require a lot of unlearning. And when you first hear your human design, you might not think that it has anything to do with you as a person because you as a person might be totally living so far out of your design Mm -hmm. that you don't even recognize who you really are. Right. Exactly. It's mind-blowing. Exactly. Yeah, I love that you say that about who you were when you were born because my dad is a reflector, which we talked about last night, but I thought for sure he was going to be a generator and I was inputting his information. He's a businessman. And the second before I clicked the button, it hit me. It's like this intuitive wave hit me. Oh my God, he's a reflector. And I pressed the button. Turns out he was a reflector. Ah. So then I was screaming because I was like, not only is he a reflector, but I also had a psychic vision that he was a reflector. Crazy. Like in that moment, like something came over me and time was moving slow and it was just crazy. But he never really had the opportunity to live like a reflector. Because to live like a reflector, I think is very much... Um, It's much easier to do in our generation because people are encouraged to follow their heart and believe in themselves and be creative and you can create a brand off the internet. And like, that's exactly what I've done. Do you think realizing that when you were a reflector had anything to do with learning to shut down 
or just getting rid of a lot of the team that you had? Yes. Oh okay. my God. It was like the exact permission that I always needed where I, when Jenna first did my reading, cause I didn't know anything about human design, but I looked myself up and I said to her, I think I'm a reflector, but we can talk more about it in person. And she was like, if you're actually a reflector, Jordan, that's huge because they're so rare and it will be so exciting for me to read your chart. And I was like, wait, I hope, I hope I did that all right. I, I remember hope it listening is. to that. Yeah. And we did it and it just gave me so much permission. This was in 2017. The permission slip. Yeah. We talked about that in the book. To be who I am. Exactly. And to not feel guilty that I prefer to work for two to three hours a day. And then I need a lot of downtime. I don't want to be around people all the time. And I actually don't want to be held accountable all day by anybody, which is why I'm not, I don't like to say like, I'm not a leader because I think you can be a leader without having a team, but I don't want to be like a team's leader. No, that you want to be around people. So stressful. And I take on people's problems. Like they're actually mine. And then I'm just walking around exhausted. How does Lauren do what you think? See, that's what's so interesting because Lauren is a different type of reflector. She's such a reflector in the sense that she truly mirrors people back to themselves. So true. She tries everything. Like as she (laughs) said, she calls herself a human guinea pig. I call myself a human guinea pig. No wonder we're so similar. Yes. And she's somebody who I've been drawn to. I wish I'd seen your face when you found out that she was a reflector. My jaw dropped. Uh I thought about you when we were doing her chart on her. This is the Skinny Confidential, by the way. When we were doing her chart, um, while recording her podcast, I immediately thought of you. I texted her immediately. I sent <laughs> her like five voice notes. I was like, we are reflectors. And she probably doesn't even realize this. But when her daughter was born, I texted her, this is your daughter's human design. Because like, you know, she posted the date or the, oh, the so time. so cool. Yeah. And so I just felt drawn to telling her that. And she's like, that's so cool. But what she didn't it? really know human design back then. And yeah. What the, was she? Zaza, I would have to scroll up on my phone, but I think she was a generator, but we can check either that or a manifesting generator. And the fact that Lauren leads a team and that she does it so well goes to show that there's many different types of reflectors and she certainly thrives in that way. But I think, um, but also now her assistant who is a manifesting generator, and I'm sure she's taking on so much of like leading that team too I was because she say, has the bandwidth. I think what she does is surrounds herself with people who can take on other people's energy mm-hmm. for her. And that's exactly what, what I herself. would do if I was building a team again. And the funny thing is, I guess I do kind of have a team. I just don't employ these people full time. Yeah. I have tons of freelancers in my life, but I talk to them every day. It just has to be the right fit. Like I have a marketing team. I have someone who does my email marketing. Her name's Griffin and she reminds me of you. And um, I have my podcast production team who I've worked with for four years. And uh, at least we have my mom. So I've slowly built that team, but I feel like we're all, we're working in some kind of symbiotic way, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. And they all respect and know that I'm a reflector. <laughs> and if I'm on vacation, I'm really on vacation. And like, I need, I need that time. I am so excited to watch human design grow over the next 10 years because the amount of DMs that uh, Naomi and I received after that podcast, it was the first podcast where I talked about human design and we received 
more DMs about human design than anything else that we talked about on that podcast. I and bet. that just goes to show, because my audience is necessarily not tapped into human design because I don't talk about it just yet because I'm not equipped yet. Um, Ellie is way more equipped. So once we have the book, I'll feel more comfortable. But it just goes to show that people are so interested in it and that it resonates with so many people on a deep level. I completely agree. You guys, it is that time again where the Institute of Integrative Nutrition is starting their winter enrollment. So they only have four different times per year where you can start classes and get in on the year-long IIN Health Coaching School program. And this is the health coaching school that I did um, six years ago at this point, which is so wild. It put me on the path of health coaching and eventually into the wellness industry, having this podcast, having my blog. I'm so grateful for everything I learned at IIN. And I want you to know that if you use my name as a referral, so you can use Jordan Younger, or you can use the Balanced Blonde, or you can just use my very simple link, which is integrativenutrition.com slash the Balanced Blonde, then you will receive a off of your tuition at Health Coaching School, which is so incredible. And you will also get a free sample class. So once you take that free sample class, you automatically are enrolled under my name and you will get that $2,000 off. If you enroll by calling them on the phone, you can also tell them that I sent you and you will also get that incredible discount. So what's so special about IIN is that they founded the health coaching industry. So if you think there's like so many health coaching schools out there, which there are now, and that it's hard to choose, just know they actually started this entire industry. So they are for sure, for sure, cream of the crop. They're like the Harvard of health coaching schools. So what you'll learn is key nutrition concepts, dietary theories, and the latest in nutrition science. You'll also learn foundational coaching skills that you will refine through coaching demonstrations, meeting with your groups, that kind of stuff. They have a lot of calls that you join in on. And then you'll also learn how to build a business online. So some incredible teachers that are available at nutrition school are Deepak Chopra, Dr. Mark Hyman, Gabby Bernstein, Dr. Andrew... Dr. Andrew Weil, Janine Roth, who is an emotional eating pioneer and author, best-selling speaker. There are so many incredible, incredible teachers and incredible things to learn at IIN. So I highly recommend hopping on the train. Their winter session starts in just a couple weeks in November. So you can head to integrativenutrition.com slash the balanced blonde to get in on that $2,000 off discount. And if you have any questions, let me know. I also have a podcast episode with Jim Curtis, who's the head of brand at IIN, so you can learn more there. Other notable people in the industry who've gone to IIN are Melissa Wood from Melissa Wood Health, my dear friend Kelly Levesque, who's been on this podcast many times, so has Melissa, Sahara Rose, Gabby Bernstein, um, the girls who founded Sakara Life. So all these incredible people. You got to check it out. Head over to integrativenutrition.com slash the balance blonde. And we will also put that link in the show notes. Now let's head back into this episode with Helen.
I know. Every time I talk about it too, and people ask me questions, I direct them to Jenna because yeah. there's such an endless well of things to know. I don't want to mess it up. Within human design. And like, I'm just so interested in it and I love it. And part of me would love to pursue being a human design chart reader. Um, you can do I, that when you move to Bali. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When I did ayahuasca plant medicine, um, I actually saw human design in like a 3D, like fully, like actually like a 5D way. And like I was an interstellar way. It. Yes. Wow. And uh, so I do feel like I under- understand it on a very deep level. Um, because I was hanging out with the consciousness of when. Of it. How long ago was that? That the, was the two years ago. Oh, you got to do it again and see what I comes know. now. Well, I've done it a few times, and we're doing it at the end of um, November. Okay, so let I us keep know. you posted. Keep us posted. Yes. So, what other spiritual things are you into? Um, gosh, so human design by far is like my baseline, and then I really don't do. I don't do a lot of yoga. I don't like leave the house very much. (laughs) I go on walks with my dog. But other than that, it's just a lot of intentional care. So people call it self-care, people, meditation. I think I'm very intentional about doing things that serve me because human design gave me that permission slip to totally be myself. I'm sure if you asked Winston, she would say I'm a different person now than I was three years ago. Like my morals and my values are the same, but the way the effort that I put into things, I used to be a personal trainer and I was teaching high intensity classes and I hated it. Yeah. And eventually I went down to teaching medium intensity, then moderate intensity, which is the same thing. And then Pilates and then yoga and then deep stretch and then meditation. And I landed on meditation and I was like, this is what I can teach for the rest of my life. And when I found out I was a projector, it all made sense. But so spirituality, very connected to being intentional about how I spend my time, who I spend it with. Time is super precious to me. It's the most important thing on this planet is making sure that I'm spending my time the right way. So saying no to things that don't serve me or, and saying no in a nice way and like maybe redirecting them rather than just saying no, but redirect, like you redirect people to Jenna about human design because that's her area of expertise. It's things like that, that I love. I love redirecting. Yeah, (laughs) that's amazing. So what's your fitness routine now? Mm, That's a good question. I walk a lot. So I walk and then I do five minutes of like body weight exercise a day, or I'll either do five to 10 minutes of body weight stuff a day, or I'll do like two 30 minutes, 45 minute high intensity classes a week. But I really don't exercise that much because I don't ever enjoy it. So it's kind of like Melissa Wood health in the sense she, she enjoys it more than me, but I enjoy 10 minutes maximum and then I'm done. I think that's so perfect <laughs> because who needs to work out forever? You don't, not even to mm. see results, which is something that I learned from doing Melissa's workouts. Nothing so about nice. fitness lights me up. <laughs> yeah, but that's so funny because you used to be a personal trainer and yeah. clearly you've stepped into yourself and what lights you up in a whole different way now. Yeah. Oh, I do miss the way my butt looked back then though. <laughs> I know. I so feel But I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to spend 45 minutes exercising, doing something I don't like just so I can have a butt. No. I know I not can grow it. it, but mm-hmm. like, again, time is precious to me. Right. No, totally. Yeah. So what's it like working with your, he- with your fiance? He'll, he'll be your husband, be husband soon. Yes. My fiance, it's awesome. Now that we've divided and conquered, so we're both projectors. So we don't work well on the same projects together. And we've 
we he works upstairs, I work downstairs. He works in an office and I work like on the sofa or right. on the bed. But it's been amazing because again, if you spend one third or for us, one half of our life working and I get to do it with my significant other, like, hell yeah. That's it is so, so it's amazing. Like I'm with the man who I love, who annoys me 20% of the time. He still makes me feel alive because, you know, when he's annoying, he, ma- he makes me feel alive. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, and then I get to work with my dog and my cats and my friends and I truly wouldn't change it for the world. It is so amazing. If you ask him the same question, he might have a different answer. But he I also would love might to know kidding. his answer. <laughs> yeah. He would say, oh, it's horrible. Don't do it. But he's just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine what it would be like to work with Jonathan. I, don't I think know. it'd be awesome. I'm sure we would. I'm sure it would be awesome once we worked out the kinks. I can totally <laughs> see you guys working together in the future. It is Me going too. to happen. I actually see it very much. I mean, I joke with him when we travel to Bali, like, couldn't you just imagine moving here and like being my photographer, but also like running my business? And when I first said that, he was so offended. This was like years ago. No way. Well, because he was like, I love my career and stuff. But now he's come a long way. We've both come a long way. And and he now says he could really see that. What do you think he would do with you? The business he would side. take charge of the business side, which he already honestly does. Him and my dad, like I said, like my dad does my finances, my accounting, and Jonathan has a big input with all of that. <laughs> um, so the people that I work with, I mean, he's always like, I can't believe you signed that contract before you talk to me. So he's definitely very involved. And I appreciate his opinion so much because I'm fully left-brained. I'm fully creative, fully just doing this. The conversations and the writing, that's it. I wish people could see how like in your zone you look right now. I know, I'm just sitting on the ground with my legs crossed. Like I think I was saying last night, like I I still feel like I'm 15. Yeah, no makeup. Are you wearing a bra? I don't know. Never (laughs) makeup, (laughs) sports bra, never anything more than a sports bra. It's so cozy what you're doing. I know, it's so cozy. And I really do things differently in that way. I feel like you do too. I could tell after. No rules. Yeah. After having dinner with you guys last night, like you just, you just get you it. You do what you feels just right. You do what lights you up. Mm-hmm. I have a question. So one of my really good friends, Anna Grace, DM'd me about the alien. She said something about, I mean, I've heard you talk about it, but yeah. I don't have a thorough understanding because I'm not that. Right. But tell me about <laughs> the alien situation she was texting me about. Yeah. Pleiadians. She's probably very Say it Pleiadian. Again. So Pleiadian, it's spelled P-L-E-I-A-I-D. Oh my God, I'm not even gonna keep spelling it for you, but Pleiadian. Um, she looks very Pleiadian. I looked at her Instagram this morning and actually anyone can be like related to this star system. So basically the Pleiades is a group of stars. It's a seven, called the Seven Sisters. So it's like a cluster of seven stars. And the beings, the light beings that live there are very connected to humans. And so you could call them aliens, you could call them beings of light, or you could just call them love or like higher dimensional self, because it's really us in a higher dimension. And what I learned about the Pleiadians is that a lot of us here on earth are also living parallel lives there. And so that opens up a conversation about parallel universes, multi-universes, which I totally believe in. And yes. 
I started believing in this after my ayahuasca journeys, actually, because I, I knew went it had there. to do with ayahuasca. I that went was there. my next question. So if I could walk okay, around in a human design land, I could also talk to my Pleiadian self. And oh, it's so amazing. In 2017, when I learned that I was a reflector and that I was a Pleiadian, like my life fell into place because I could, I didn't feel that being different was such a bad thing anymore. Um, it's an amazing thing to be different. And we are all so connected. And so the Pleiadians are from the fifth dimensional consciousness, which is all about love, unity, equality, living um, in the highest vibration. So there's no hate. There's no war. There's no politics. tearing people <laughs> apart on with politics. There's none of that. And because our world has hit such a massive low when it comes to all that pain and destruction. The Pleiadians know that we need a lot of help. So not only have more Pleiadian consciousness started um, kind of incarnating on earth. They send people like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and well, Anna Grace, People yes. like all of us in this room. So even if you're not Pleiadian, you might be Andromedan, you might be Syrian. There's a lot of different types of light beings, cosmic beings. I'm a 6'2 profile, so I know I have some sort of leadership quality. Yeah. Whatever I am. We need to look into it. And usually if I stare at someone's face long enough, I can see their face start to shape shift. I can try to do that with you right now. And so like- Do I smile? Yeah, you can smile. No, you can totally (laughs) smile. Yeah. Oh my God. You're very, there's, you have two things in you that I see right off the bat. Very angelic quality. Ooh, you're really showing me your soul. You're amazing. I got my aura um, read this week. Oh, that's amazing. I want to hear about it. I will show you. It was so cool. I started crying. I love that. I see also Native American shamanic energy running through you. You're going to make me cry. Yes, it's super beautiful. And you're so shamanic, so Native American. There's like an old Native American woman living Inside of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you made me cry. No, you can totally cry. It's either you in a past life, and or your spirit guide who's with you all the time. It's so beautiful, and that's why you're so wise. And dude, I vibe with the Native American culture like nobody's business. I can tell. You made me cry. You're yeah, making me cry. <laughs> no, I see it. I see it in you. It's just nice to like hear that from you because mm-hmm. I trust you so much, mm-hmm. and I I know. I know so deep that the Native American culture is like in me. Mm-hmm. Everything about it, every word. Like I spend hours looking it up. I have chills. Oh yeah. my gosh. Do you have Native American ancestors? Yeah. But I'm only a 64th Native American. Oh, wow. But I kind of feel cheated because mm-hmm. I am so much more than that. Like I put it on all my college applications. <laughs> yes. It's probably why I got into UGA early because it was not my academics. I'll tell you that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, you have that energy in you. It's you. It's you know like what's major. crazy? So when I was in high school, I was working this was in Atlanta, Georgia, like in the Buckhead area. And um, I was working at an ice cream shop, frozen yogurt shop called Jujubee's. Oh, they had the best ice cream. But this guy came in and he stopped. I was, we were the only two people in there because I was the only one there by myself. And he stopped and he was like six four, huge. He goes, you're Cherokee Indian. And I was yes. like, yes, I am. And he was like, you've got to come get your blood tested. Like you are so Cherokee Indian. And then he like left. <laughs> what? I mean, he bought ice cream and then he Wait, like left. Wait, this is somebody who totally came into your path yes. for a reason. 
And I was shocked. And then when I was in Sedona this summer, we were there for like a week and by far my favorite place in the United States, super strong Native American presence there, right? Mm -hmm. But I've never felt more at home than in Sedona. Sedona. That's another place that I want to move. And uh, But this made me sad. So there was a guy there and he is Navajo Indian and he led us on this mountain biking trail. And I was asking him about what what he thinks about life after death, like what happens. And he, I thought he was going to have this profound answer that like lifted my soul and he yeah. goes, lights out. No. I was like, what? I do not agree. I was, I was very upset. And then I started looking at his art online and it was very demonic and like, Ooh. Yeah, it was scary. So then I got a little confused. But I want to know about your thoughts about life after death too. I was just going to say, we could totally talk about that. Um, I mean, I couldn't disagree with his opinion more. Good. I fully see that we have endless lifetimes, also parallel lifetimes, like I was saying. And I've done past life regressions with therapists where I went into a past life where I had a son, he was five, and I passed away from some kind of like disease and promised that soul that we would be together again. And he came to me. That's just in the like interstellar. I know. Oh. So Hudson is like, not only was he my son in that lifetime, he was my business mentor. And he's told me this because we communicate. He looked at his tail, his tail saying, yes, I know. She's he's right. like, she's right. He, so he came to me in this lifetime five years ago and he told an animal communicator that he came to me in this lifetime to help me with the balanced blonde because he was so excited about where the business was going and talking about the spiritual things and elevating consciousness. So I believe it wholeheartedly because when he came into my life was when I started getting into all this stuff and he started introducing all these amazing teachers that I started to meet. So anyways, life after death, in my opinion, I think when we pass away, we're waking up from a dream that is life. I love that. You're making me cry again. Yeah. Are and you crying? No, I, I, <laughs> I feel it. Because I am. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so we wake up and then we're, we're in heaven, whatever that means to us surrounded by everyone we've ever loved. Do you think it is like the interstellar type of thing? Yeah. Uh, if anyone hasn't watched that movie, they have to watch it. I just it. saw it for the first time, which is so interesting that you're bringing it up because I watched it like two weeks ago. Yeah. And um, I, yes, that's the most real thing I've ever seen. The way that time doesn't exist and there is some kind of place in space where that is time that director just launched a new movie too we've got to go see it what's it called i don't know oh what is it tenant Tenant. okay we've got to see see it so i believe that in hollywood a lot of people who make movies write movies act in movies i think they're so tapped in they are and they know what's going on because they have access to some of the most high-tech information and And they're just creative. And I think the reason why they're successful is because they're tapped into this higher consciousness. Absolutely. So the movies like Interstellar, to me, watching Interstellar was more real than what happens here on this this earth. And- That gives um, me hope. The dreams I had that night after watching that movie were amazing. And I think in dreams, we return to our soul, our soul's purpose. So in that movie- there's a huge, there's dust clouds constantly, mm-hmm. you know, covering the earth and the, 
And there's so many movies now in Hollywood that are about the earth, you know, ending and life on earth, especially human life on earth being done. Yeah. And I totally agree with you that, Mm -hmm. that these directors are tapped into that consciousness and they're trying to just like teach us and get us to understand that it's actually happening. And this is, this is another fun fact that I learned when I was quarantining for 11 days in Vegas, <laughs> that 95% of scientists believe that cigarettes cause cancer. I don't know who the other 5% are, right? And obviously the whole world knows that cigarettes cause cancer and that 95% of scientists believe in climate change, but a huge percentage of the population deny, client cha- deny cli- climate change. And it is, it's just mind blowing to me. Why is that? I wonder. I think people want to believe that it's not real because it scares them so much. Yeah. But something's going on. And I totally agree with you that filmmakers and artists are trying to open our eyes to what's happening. Because if it's not climate change, humans are going to ruin the earth in one way or the other. And I Mm -hmm. see it happening. But I also see that we can completely reverse it. And I think we Mm -hmm. will. Um, there's companies who are doing such innovative things and eventually like we're just going to have to take the lead. That yes. That's the book that you were surfing. telling me about. Yeah. Everybody needs to read. If you think that. about it, like our bodies can completely almost regenerate themselves given the proper healing. And you know that from your 14 day fast mm-hmm. and the earth, if we can just fast the earth, it can do the same thing. Yes. Uh, that gives me chills. It's it's, And that's kind of a good thing about COVID is it gives us a little bit of baby steps showing what progress can be made. You know, that, that two-week period where people weren't driving their cars. That was incredible. Yeah. And I posted about that and got slaughtered by of course people. You did. Because I think when you're sharing information that is so true and so high vibrational about the earth, people just wanted to be like, oh my God, she doesn't care about the COVID deaths, which couldn't be less true. But something's got to get our and earth is suffering. Yeah. And it is true. Like a lot of people who deny climate change say that, you know, the earth is always adapting and changing to whatever we're doing to it. And it absolutely can, but not at the pace that we're going. Like the earth can absolutely adapt, but absolutely not at the pace that we're going. We've got to slow down and give it time to breathe. And it's the same thing like a human body. The earth is just it's mother earth. Like it's just humans on a much larger scale. It's also an ecosystem. It also has heat. It also has cold. Like we know how it works and we're just not listening to it. Exactly. That's my shamanic uh, Native American yes. mother earth. Coming through. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, because like going back to the alien thing, some people are very cosmic beings and some people are very earthly. Some people are very shamanic and they've been here for a long time. And I think that that's you. I think you're a very old human soul. (laughs) And I'm a very old soul, but I'm not very human as Jonathan was telling you guys last night. He's the human. I'm the alien. Yeah. It works. And I think you're very cosmic, by the way. Oh, 100%. Super. You're very creative. This girl is in the stars. That's why we look the same, too. Yeah. It's so, it's so amazing. You're in the stars. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your thought of life after death? Um, I don't know. And that's why I ask. Because I'm waiting for an experience that, like a personal experience, where I walk away and I 100% know that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So that is why I keep putting myself in situations where I can have that experience because when mm-hmm. it happens, I'll know. Just like when I found human design, I knew yeah. that was it for me. Yeah. And when I found 
blender bombs and 80 20 like i knew like that's me yes, that's yes. that balance that i need i truly believe in it gonna share the word and when i find that out with um life after death i'll know mm-hmm. i agree it's gotta be something that you know in your bones i know and in my bones that that guy telling me lights out was not true no exactly and that's how you but know your intuition me. is spot on yes no i've had those experiences firsthand and i also had a couple experiences with Lyme where I almost died and I kind of left my body. And I know when you leave your body in that way and then you're watching everything from like above, you don't go anywhere. Your soul is very much alive. That brings me peace. And time doesn't exist. So So what happens with family after death? So... I feel like what happens is we travel in soul families and you should read the book Journey of Souls. Okay, and I will. Yes, it's so incredible. Winston's writing it down and everybody listening should read it too. Um, it's all about people traveling in soul families and how we always return to our soul family. And that's not just your physical family, but like people who you meet, who you feel like you've known forever, or the friends that you just know you have such a deep connection with, those people are with you through lifetimes. And I wouldn't say every lifetime, because I think sometimes souls are off doing their own thing. Um, but they, we travel together. And so my dad and I, we've been together in every lifetime as father and daughter. And I've seen this through past life regressions wow. and plant medicine. And I've told him this so much at this point that even though he's so skeptical, he knows that it's true. He is. He Yes. He said it in the speech at my wedding. He At, at our wedding, he's like, well, Jonathan, buckle up because we're going through a ride through the galaxies and we're together in every lifetime, me and Jordan. So I guess you can join us now. Aww. And it was like so special. Did you and cry he, then? Yes. <laughs> yes. And my dad, oh, it was so cute because he is a skeptic. and um, But he believes Why it so that? much. Why is he skeptical? It's just his upbringing and the generational thing. He just, he just didn't have a chance to explore all this stuff. And I think if he did have that chance, he would have been very into it. But he just, he dropped out of high school. He had a child and had to get married and start working and built a business from the ground up. He didn't have time to look into anything spiritual and... I don't know. And now then you're his, his little ways. pathway to get in there. I am. Yeah. Cause we're both very old souls. So I've had all these experiences now that have added up that I just know. Do you know anyone who's a young soul? Like what's a young yes. soul like? Jonathan is a he young soul. He so is. He's a puppy soul. Ah. And he relates more to being a puppy than so he does Richard. to being a human. And so he's a young soul. That doesn't mean he's not wise. He's actually so wise because young people and young souls, they have so much to teach us. They do. It's like, it's like they haven't been conditioned. Yeah. So they don't have as much unlearning to yeah. do. And that's why I am like the old soul kind of teaching him like the art of the earth and stuff. And he's the one who takes my phone out of my hand and is like, remember your goals. Remember that you don't want to be on your phone all the time. Don't you just want to live in the moment? Because he's this young soul who can see that so clearly. Such a teacher. Yeah. And my mom's a young soul too. Oh, that's so cool. I know. I think Scott might be a young soul. Because that man is 35 and he is a child. Yeah, probably. And <laughs> but I, think, I need that. We're yeah. drawn to it. 
I think old souls really do well with young souls in relationships because it's like they somebody has to it's take the yin care and of yang us. like mm-hmm. all of life is based around that that yin and yang it really is and the that's duality. where with mm-hmm. with politics it's so there there's a right side and there's a left side and there's no middle like there's no coming together of the two of the two energies and it's I so know. divisive i know that's and why I when want, it comes i want it to not be divisive <laughs> Me too. When it comes to politics, it's so hard for me to like comment on anything political because I truly am in the middle. Like I have all love and people might say that's so naive, like so privileged, all these things, but no, it's, it's more of a Pleiadian point of view. And it's like, I don't have hate for anyone. And the hate that's caused by the right against the left is is not the way to heal the planet. It's definitely not the way to create equality. And it makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. Yeah, because you want to help. But at this point, it's so powerful right now. mm -hmm. It's very dark, very dark. That's why we don't want to comment on it, especially you being a reflector. Like you probably can't even absorb it because it will crush you. Yeah, it's it's pretty tough. Uh, One day. I know, (laughs) but we're all so different. And I think people who do comment on politics, I admire them so much. Yeah. But I'm not the type who can really do that because people (laughs) just take what I say and they're like, how dare she? Right. Or they'll agree, whatever. It's, it's, it shouldn't be about that. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. One day it'll be um, yin and yang. I think so. Maybe not our life. Maybe. I don't know. I would love it if it was. Probably, it's getting there. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, more mm-hmm. of those energies are are here right now to try and point us in that direction. Yes. And yes. it's going to be a slow, steady growth. And the children that are coming to the earth now are like such healers. It's so exciting. Uh, what makes you say that? I just, I see it and I believe it so deeply because... Any soul that's choosing to come to the earth now has to be on a mission to make things better. They're not coming here to enjoy the beauty of being a human because there's so much unrest right now. They're coming here to fix things. And oh. especially if their parents are conscious people, like that's doing why that work. less and less young people are drinking alcohol. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's getting in the way of their mission. I know. And it's lowering their vibration. And the earth's vibration. You couldn't say it better. It's so true. We have a guy, we just started, so we started a smoothie bar last year. And um, because I spend, you know, 70, 80% of my time with blender bombs, we have partners in the smoothie bar and they were running it. And it was more so like me doing the recipe developing and the branding and the, the structure of it. And we just hired, it was like a shit show though for the first year because none, oh, running a brick and mortar location is a way harder than an e-commerce one. Like I am made for I'm e-commerce, sure. being mm-hmm. behind the screen, you know, even talking yeah. to people. But anyway, so we hired a consultant in the over COVID to help us like restructure and take charge. And he is, his energy is incredible. He doesn't drink alcohol all for the vibrational reasons. And like he does everything, constantly learning, constantly reading to get himself on a higher vibration. Like when he wakes up in the morning, his intention is to raise his vibration. And so to find that person to run this business that I have to kind of be a little bit absent in is the biggest blessing ever. And it was also a blessing because we tried to get our alcohol license for that location so that we could sell tipsy spritzers. And there's this three-tier rule where 
because I own Tootsie Spritzers and I have ownership of the smoothie bar, like that is against the law. So we're, we weren't able to get our alcohol license. And I was really upset about it at first. But then I started thinking, we're a smoothie bar. Like we sell very high vibrational foods. Why would I have alcohol in this safe space? And it was like the biggest wake up call. That's huge. Yeah. So wow. Not saying I don't enjoy a little bit of alcohol. Yes. But I understand the vibrational scale of right. things. Definitely. Which if you think about your vibrational scale and you think about, you know, alcohol percentages, like the lower the alcohol percentage, the the higher your vibration will be. That's so, so it's just true. like minimizing that that space. That makes so much sense. Yeah. That's so amazing. that 100 proof shot that you're drinking. Whew. Oh my God, me in high school with the 100 <laughs> Might proof. Might need to be a little diluted. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I can't believe I ever drank that stuff. It's insane. Can you believe that we did that? No. What was it called? Everclear. Ever I remember someone showed up to a party in high school with that and we were like, this is so cool. Like, this is living. Yes. <laughs> Ew. It, it seriously tasted like gasoline. And then once we step away from doing those those low vibrational things, your life and your success just completely switches and changes. I couldn't agree more. Yes. Then this is what we're here to do is to tell people that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because you're an old soul. You're an old shamanic soul. So you're, <laughs> and you're sharing a young all Buck the wisdom. Your yes, child. You're very cosmic. Very cosmic. <laughs> I want to ask you some of the rapid fire questions that I ask everyone who comes on. Let's do it. What are your sun rising and moon signs? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Oh, Aries sun. sun. We can look up the Yeah, rest. let's do it. Do you know what time you're born? I do. Okay, 8 a.m. Like oh, 8.01 a.m. On the dot. Okay. Astro. I was born on tax day, <laughs> April 15th, 1993. Wait, that's amazing. Okay, let's see here. And whoever's editing this episode, maybe you guys can just edit this part out really quick until I find it. So where were you born? Um, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Atlanta. Wait, why is that? Oh, there it is. Date of birth. Um, April 15th, 1993. 1993, and yeah. you were born at 80, 801? Yes. This is exciting. Yeah. You're going to love this. Okay. I've, I've never really understood how to read these charts. Ooh, your sun is in Aries. Your moon is in Aquarius. Cool. Your rising is in Taurus. So that's very balanced because you are a fire sign sun, air, air sign moon, and an earth sign rising. That is so cool. And I'm then so your excited. north node, which is like your um, your life path in this life, is Sagittarius. Oh, so, so what's that mean? You'll want to look into like all the qualities and traits of Sagittarius because that's the path that you've chosen to go on in this life. And Sagittarius is fiery, another fire sign. That's not surprising to me at all. What else is about Sagittarius? You guys are very... Um, independent. Oh, very, couldn't be more true. Yes. Very fiery. Um, I don't know as Life much is about just a game. That Life is, is just so a game. So that's what I got out of ayahuasca. That one sentence. Ooh. That's it. The only thing I got out of Wait, it. Wait, I didn't realize you had done ayahuasca. Yeah. In Costa Rica. Oh my God. This just changes everything. Oh yeah, girl. So did you have I've the best there. experience? Yes. It was amazing. And I drank way too much of it. Me too. <laughs> like, like three or four times as much as I was supposed to. Me too. Why? Were we resistant to it? 
I don't know. I wanted a very deep experience. Yeah. And it wasn't even my decision. It was the decision of the shaman and the medicine. Oh, wow. The medicine, the plant medicine, will decide how much you're going to drink. You might have felt like it was your decision, but it wasn't. You're right, because I didn't feel anything. No, it was it was their decision. Then. It was it wasn't and I because I asked myself, why did I drink so much? Um, but it was fully, it was the it, that's what I needed. And I, it came to me like over and over and over again that life is just a game. Yes. And everything that you've said in this episode just totally confirms that it is in fact and indeed like a game. Yes, that resonates with and then, me And you know, deeply. what path am I on this life? I don't know. <laughs> yes, and it's such a fun way to live. What look am at I going to learn today? Yeah, look at what you've created. You've created a beautiful business based in health and wellness where you get to work with your friends and your fiance. You get to work from bed in the mornings. Like, oh you can, yeah, with your animals. You get to be a cat whisperer. It's so cool. Squeaky. Little Squeaky, man. have you been listening? He's so good. So we already know your human design, Obby. Yeah. Um, which is a projector. Sorry, Six but two. where are my rapid fires? They're there. Um, what's one question you've never been asked in an interview that you wish you've been asked? Um, I never get asked about my family. Tell us about your family. Yeah. So my mom and my dad both have their own business. And my mom has a furniture store and my dad has, like, he flips land. I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> he, like, puts lakes and stuff on land and That's then sells so cool. it. And then my brother is two years older than me, but he has learning disabilities, but he's super high-functioning. And he is the best. He is the best. He has taught me so much. Like, I would not be where I am today or what I am today without him because through living with him, I've had to learn patience most importantly, patience and like kindness and being sensitive to people with learning disabilities. A lot of people have them. And sometimes you notice them and sometimes you don't. Like, for example, my brother is very high functioning. You might not know, but he's so sensitive to people ignoring him. So a lot of times when you're walking down the street and you see someone with learning disabilities or like a homeless person, your immediate reaction is to look away like they don't exist. And that could not crush their soul more. And so learning that from him and just acknowledging people, no matter who you are, which is why I'm so drawn to Charleston and the South, because you're acknowledged when you walk down the street. I love that. And this morning when you guys were on a walk and you were saying hi to people, a lot of people didn't acknowledge you. Mm -hmm. And so that is one thing that I really love. I love talking about my brother. What's his name? Britt. So, what a good name. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he's the best. So what is he? And he never answers my calls though. He's got to, he, uh, he needs to answer my what calls. What is he doing? When is he, what does he, he do? He is a busboy for a bowling alley and he cool. thrives. He loves That's it. amazing. But um, he was working for Publix one time and then someone, a lot of people are bullies. People with learning disabilities. That's horrible. And someone framed him and said that he called him a faggot. Like my brother has no idea what that word is. Right. I would never use it. So he got fired. And to this day, like it has crushed his soul. The fact that someone could bully him. That's so and, like, mean. The, the thought of a lie, because Britt doesn't know how to lie. It's not in his nature. And so the fact that someone lied and got him fired, has com- it crushed him. That's it's, He's so awful. sensitive to it. Oh yeah. my gosh. And does he live with your parents? Mm-hmm. That's so nice. I know. And it, it's awesome because 
it keeps them young. Like it keeps my parents young. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. It gives them like something to do and look forward to. And they're still like, because Brit has so much potential to grow and become this human. It just, it takes him a lot longer to learn things than it would take someone else to learn things, but he can learn them. And so they're constantly having to pour into him. And he's learning, which is still cool. Yeah. He's not done learning. No, never. That is so cool. He sounds amazing. Your whole family sounds amazing. They're the best. Um, What are your favorite foods? I love pizza. And I like stuffing my salad inside my pizza always. I can never just eat a plain pizza. Yeah, Yeah, you got to smother it in salad. When you go to double zero tonight, get the sunflower kale Caesar. We're going to do it. And put it on your pizza. Absolutely. I'll send pics. Please. I can't (laughs) wait. Um, If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Uh, I think I would be a cat. Totally. For sure. Such feline energy. Yes. I would be a cat, no doubt. Maybe Are a you a night person or a morning person? I'm a night person. I like to sleep in the morning. Me too. But I'm I'm actually changing a little bit. I'm waking okay. up earlier. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Depending on where I am. Mm-hmm. If you were a color, what color best represents your energy? You tell me. Um, okay, let's see. Well, you're very yellow because you're very sunny and bright and friendly and cheerful. But I also, when I look at your aura, I see a lot of white. I see white, which is like the color of the universe and the color of wisdom and like angelic energy. I love it. Mm -hmm. I would have, my media, what came to my head immediately was purple and I don't know why. I love that. That's another. I think because growing up, my initials were HRH and my Grandma always called me her royal highness. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. What's but, your middle name? Uh, nothing about me is actually royal. <laughs> it is though. You're very, very, um, you have that royal energy. What's your middle name? Rudyard. Ooh, it's a family how cool name. Is like that? Rudyard Kipling, the author. I'm not oh, related to him. Yeah, but that's, that's so just cool. how people learn to pronounce it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And where can everybody find you? So my personal Instagram is at hush up and hustle. And from there, it has like all the business mm-hmm. tags on the, on the description. Incredible. Yeah. People can shop blender bombs at Erewhon. Yeah. And else? Whole Foods. Whole Foods online. Yeah, definitely online, Amazon. And we've got a lot of fun stuff coming. Yay. And then any final? Oh yeah. We have hmm. a code for your followers. Oh, what is 20% it? 20% off blender bombs with the code balanced. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And we'll put that in the intro too. Cool. And then any final words that you want to leave our Soul on Fire listeners with? Just anytime you guys have questions, please reach out to both of us because we love questions. We It fuels us. Mm-hmm. So never stop asking questions and never stop telling us how, never stop telling anyone how they've impacted your lives. So I true. I think that's important. So, so, so and true. And to everyone listening, they've all impacted our lives too for the yeah, better. They absolutely have. Yeah. Yay. Thanks, beautiful. Thanks, This love. was so fun. I could talk to you forever. Now I get to pet the cat. I know. <laughs> Time to hang with Squeaky. Yay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Helen. She is a powerhouse. She's an incredible entrepreneur. She's the sweetest human. I'm so, so, so happy that she came to LA so that we could do this in person and I could soak in her energy. You guys absolutely have to check out Blender Bombs and... It's amazing. It is so special. She mentioned that discount code that we've enacted for you guys. And 
I'm so happy that I got to see her face shapeshift and that all the information that came through about her resonated with her. Since this episode recording, we have been texting, we've been going deep about shamanism and the ties that she feels to Native American culture. And I just feel so grateful to know her and to bask in her light and her wonderful, her wonderful energy. I just feel so happy and so honored to have met her. And huge shout out to Winston from her team for making this happen. Winston's super special. And the Balance Bond community is like no other. So huge thank you to them for coming on. Thank you to you guys for listening. And also thank you to Olipop, the healthy soda alternative that is rocking my world, changing my life. Head to drinkolipop.com slash blonde to get 20% off plus free shipping. And then try the root beer, but also get the whole variety pack because that is what the discount code is for. And then you can try all the delicious flavors. It's so healthy. So good for your gut microbiome and for all the things. And then thank you also to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition for offering that link, which is integrativenutrition.com slash thebalancedblonde, which will get you $2,000 off your tuition at health coaching school. And then don't forget to enter our giveaway to celebrate the four-year anniversary of the podcast by rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes, sending me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancewand.com and you will get, I will choose four winners to get a gift package of CBD, skincare, and TBB water bottles. Thank you guys so much for being here. And for listening and for being a part on my a part of my life. I hope that everybody has a fabulous soul on fire day. I'm sending you all the love and we'll talk soon. Mwah. Enjoy your day. Mm-hmm.